0: You're listening to the Slumber Party Podcast with your host, Amanda Jusen, a mum of two girls, a child and infant sleep expert, and general sleep lover. If you're a tired parent who is desperate for answers or just someone who loves sleep, this podcast was created just for you. Each episode is packed full of tips and tricks to help you maintain your sanity as well as your social life during the early stages of parenthood. So grab your headphones. It's time to get comfy. Okay. Hi, everyone. In today's episode, I'm speaking with Alexia Mama. That's no joke. Her name is actually Mama, which means mom in French. She is a former client, so we speak a little bit about her personal experience. But most of all, she's a registered social worker. She has her Master's of Social Work. and We talk a lot about her work previously with um, pregnant moms, postpartum moms, and some of the work she's done. We Ended the episode with an awesome um, little reminder of some of the things that you can do if you are struggling postpartum. She was so great to talk to, you, and I think you're going to love the episode. Enjoy. Hello, Alexia. Hi. How are you? I'm great, thank you. I'm so glad to be here. I am so glad to have you on. I'm so glad that you uh, you know filled out the application and contacted me because sometimes. I don't have good ideas, <laughs> which is why I do the application. And then people are like, hey, I think I should come on and talk about this. And I'm like, that's an amazing idea. Yes. Um, so why don't you tell everybody what you do, what your profession is, and all that good stuff? Okay. So... I am a
1: social worker. I have a master's in social work. Um, I actually started my social work practice working in a hospital uh, in the maternal mental health setting. Uh, so I was oh, wow. working. Yeah, it was amazing. Um, mm-hmm. I was in the uh, postpartum, antepartum, which is basically like during pregnancy, anyone who's on bed rest, uh, the birthing center, mm-hmm. and then anyone who had a baby in the NICU. Um, so working with all those families and those moms and cute babies, it was really amazing. Uh, but I wasn't a mom yet. So I think that once I had my own baby a few months ago, I was like, oh my God, I just like, there's so (laughs) many things about my practice like two years ago that just like clicked into place. And I was like, I wish I had like had a personal experience before, um, being there because it makes a a huge difference. I mean, it's one thing to kind of like imagine what it's like to have Mm -hmm. a baby and it's a whole other thing to actually be in it. So yeah, so that's what I did. Um, And then I moved on to um, Child Protective Services in Montreal with uh, Batchon. That's kind of where I left off before I went on mat leave. And now I'm on mat leave.
0: Wow. So a lot of your experiences with children, with moms, um, yeah. that's uh, that's some, uh, well, and good for you for having a baby after all of that. Yeah. <laughs> I, a... I remember when my daughter was in daycare and I was speaking to one of her teachers who hadn't had a child yet. And I was like, after doing this work, do you want to have a child? And she's oh, like, God. I'm not eager. That's what I'll say. <laughs>
1: yeah so Uh, when I was applying for my first job at the hospital I remember the supervisor that was interviewing me um she was telling me like I know you just got married and this might make it hard for you to want a family are you sure you want to work here um but yeah it was fine
0: You did it. Exactly. Yeah. So tell me, you know, in your experience, um, so what, what we haven't mentioned yet, um, is that you're actually a former client of mine. Exactly. Uh, so we worked together about, uh, what was it? Three months ago. It always feels like yesterday for me.
1: Um, he was five months. Yeah,
0: exactly. Three months ago. Five months. Yeah. So, and and I would love, I guess, your perspective on that as a social worker, as someone who's worked with some, um, well, a lot of postpartum moms, um, what have you seen? What is your most common, I guess, concern with new moms? Like, what are they dealing with the most?
1: Oh, wow. That's a big question. There's so much. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. So um, a lot of them, I think, are dealing with uh, a huge amount of guilt for a million different reasons. Um, mm. And that applies to everything, to taking care of the baby, to sleep, to taking care of themselves. Um, a lot of the things that mom, new moms experience will... Um, be accompanied with some sort of guilt. So I guess that's one of the really common things. Um, yeah. Obviously, one of the hardest things to do as soon as you have a baby is like, the, obviously, the whole sleep deprivation thing, which is your entire job. <laughs> um, yeah. But just yeah. dealing with everything, that's another one of the things that accompanies everything because dealing with all these changes when you're sleep deprived makes everything like a million times worse. Um, because you don't even have your full, you you don't have your full, like abilities and, and, um, self, I guess, to deal with anything that comes your way. Uh, so yeah, those two things are huge. Um, in general, having a baby is the biggest change and biggest adjustment any human being will go through in their lives. It's your whole, every aspect of your life
0: just changes completely. Yeah. Yeah. and so when you jumped into it, it, yeah, I think you, you've hit the nail on the head and I think that what's a funny part about postpartum is that you're just, it's your existence, right? You're, you're, you just had a baby, you're living your existence. And so if you're sleep deprived, if you're, you're not firing on all cylinders, you know, and we don't necessarily know that at the time because, the sleep deprivation part is so normalized that we think that we should be that we should be firing on all cylinders oh, that this is something that we've done for millions of years so why can't i do it and i'm so tired and why isn't this easier um there, i you know your comment on guilt rings so true for me and my clients just the amount of guilt in, in setting up a call the amount of guilt in wanting their child to sleep they mm-hmm. think it's very self- yeah and, and even
1: in wanting to sleep for yourself like like you said it's so normalized um not sleeping is so normalized that they're like why should I get to sleep no one no one does so why am I looking for something that you know that doesn't exist in this period of life um, and that's yeah. a thing I encountered myself too when I was looking into working with you um and mm-hmm. I was talking about it to some friends and family and people just laughed me off like honey this is a part of motherhood. Like. Why are you trying to go find sleep? This isn't meant to
0: be right now, you know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think that um, I think that I encounter that a lot. It's it's you know our own personal guilt for sure. And I think you know moms of our generation are getting better at at relieving that. But Mm -hmm. then there's like. Generational guilt and societal guilt, where you know maybe well-meaning family members will be like, "Well, I didn't sleep. Why should yeah. you? This is not the thing that you you need." Um, and I think that for sure, it does. You know, I, I would love. I, I guess what I'm looking for too is uh, you know your perspective on. You know, given your clients, you know, anxieties and distress and guilt, and then given your own experience going through this, um, what are some of the takeaways and big learnings for you?
1: Going through the sleep training or in general...
0: Oh, I mean, oh yeah. I mean, I'm talking about sleep training. I would mm-hmm. love to know your kind of like before and after, um, because I think you just have a unique perspective of working with, uh, moms prior to, right. Exactly. So I think that, you know, I guess what I, I would love to know is what are some of those things that you learned that you wish you could tell, like your former sleep deprived self or your, even your former clients,
1: Right. So, um, I want to start off by saying, I guess, that we seem to think that being a great mom has to do with just being able to manage everything without needing help or. Um, help with making changes in the way things are going right now, such as seeking help for sleep training. Um, yeah. We want to be super mom. We want to, you know, we th- we think that there is strength in not asking for these things and not needing these things. But in fact, um, it's actually completely the opposite. So um, moms who do ask for help always tend to um, to do much better and to have way healthier mental health because they're the ones who are seeking support, which is a sign of strength, and they're Mm -hmm. receiving support, which is helping them on a day-to-day basis. And we're meant to have that support. We, Years and years ago, um, parents weren't raising their children on their own. They were raising them with their entire families. Everyone was living more together. Um, So as human beings, we're really meant to have uh, that kind of help. And we really, although a lot of us do have support and we have people helping us, it's way different. We don't have it 24 seven, most of us. Um, so we think we should be able to do it all alone, but we, we really, we really shouldn't. It's not, it's not even human. I don't think. Uh, so, um, so my personal experience first with the sleep training was, was exactly that. I was telling myself, I could do this, um, you know, the sleep will be fine. And, and I was kind of on some adrenaline where this the sleep deprivation was not getting to me for the first few months. I was totally fine. I loved being awake at night and breastfeeding him and things like that. But then when it came to the daytime and the naps and he was just like impossible to put down and then putting him to bed at night, that became a huge struggle for me. Um mm-hmm he would just uh, cry so much and not, I don't know, it would just take forever of rocking and and singing and it wasn't even working. And at some point I just felt myself slowly, but surely day by day going down into this deep, dark hole. Um, Mm -hmm. And I didn't even see a light at the end of the tunnel. For me, it was like, this is what life is right now, you know? And so I guess one of the things I would have loved to tell myself back then is that, first of all, no matter what, things get better with time. And second yeah. of all, like there is help out there, and there are other options. You know, you don't have to do this all by yourself. You don't have to do it the traditional way. Like, um, if your parents didn't sleep and they didn't uh, teach their child to sleep, that doesn't mean that you have to go that same route as well. So exactly,
0: yeah. in um, I, I would love. I mean, I mean, yes, a hundred percent. I think in the moment, it's always funny because when I'm on my initial discovery call clients and I'm like well we're probably gonna see pretty significant improvement in three days and everyone is like no and I was like yeah. yes <laughs> <laughs> they just don't believe it and they're like well you don't have to say that like I know I'll just settle for like better and I'm like yeah but you can even get the best in three yeah. days if- it's, it's pretty crazy. Yeah.
1: I don't um, think I believe that either. I was like, okay, we'll see. I'm not sure it's going
0: to work. My baby's really hard headed. <laughs> exactly. Everyone thinks your baby is the worst. Um, your baby is not the worst. Uh, but I think that, you know, I guess there, there are a lot of moms who come to me, um, with, uh, postpartum anxiety, postpartum depression. Um, I don't think that, I don't think you, Uh, have to be, uh, like, for example, if you're sleeping, you can still have postpartum depression and anxiety. If you are not sleeping, it just exacerbates it. Mm -hmm. I just know for myself, especially after my second, um, I suffered pretty badly with some uh, just generalized anxiety for a little while. Um, And then I realized that after my second, on the days that I wasn't sleeping, which were actually a lot more with two kids because you don't have the opportunity to kind of like nap during the day, Mm -hmm. um, get better rest. Um, I found that my anxiety was a lot worse when I wasn't sleeping and Mm -hmm. science is confirming that. Like I, I mean, I get Google alerts every day about science (laughs) postpartum depression studies because Mm -hmm. that's what I do. Um, and it's just like the outcomes of parents sleeping, uh, are better for both parent and child right because the other part of this that and we've talked about this in my podcast before but the other part of this is you know when we think of being this super mom that you talk about right and I don't need help and I can do this on my own we have to ask ourselves sometimes am I my best self doing all this right mm-hmm. and and honestly for some people they are up all night, they're co-sleeping and they love it and it brings them joy and they're not tired. And I I am like, go on with your bad self. That's great. But if you are, you know, awake during the day and resenting your child or depressed or anxious and not connecting with your child or having a harder time doing that because you're tired, because you you kind of can't get past that wall, it might be worth looking at some help, right? Uh, It's not, you're not you're not doing your child any favors. And I think that's the the missing piece is that we think it's really selfish. And I mean, we can look at this, I mean, t- take sleep and postpartum out of the whole equation. You know, when my children were a little bit older and sleeping really well, um, I was going through some hard times. And I remember my therapist telling me, your child feels your anxiety. And okay. that- is, is significant. And that was my aha moment. It's like your anxiety is not a personal issue. It's a family issue. So if you are having anxiety, if you are experiencing depression, you're not experiencing it in isolation. Your whole family is there right with you. Um, right. And I, I mean, have you seen that in your practice as well? Right.
1: So um, yes, I have. I mean, both personally and in my practice, and just even now as a, as a mom with a bunch of mom friends, I see it as well around me. Um, yeah. So like you're saying that, and that's one of the main things that I will say when anyone asks me about sleep training and about my experience. Um, one of the biggest things I hear is, oh, but you know, I, it, I, why would I make my baby suffer for a selfish thing for myself? Like, I'm just going to power through this. Um, yeah. But really, like you're saying, it's something that affects everybody. So by, if if you're in a space that's not healthy, um, either because you're not sleeping or because your baby is not sleeping, then you're not being the best your best self, and you're not being the best mom either to your child. Um, yeah. So that's what personally, yeah. that's what I felt too. I felt like I was so like physically exhausted, but also mentally exhausted of this whole. Like you said, it was like a wall that I was not getting yeah. past. Um. That even during the day and during the hours I was spending with my son I wasn't really there I was just yeah. thinking of when is he going to sleep at what point in the day will I have 5 minutes to just sit down and stare at the wall like you know so yeah. I wasn't 100% there I wasn't giving him my all um and that added a huge another
0: layer of guilt and of you know it it just piles on <laughs> so yeah it really does I was actually I was having a moment of uh empathy last night because my my daughter's been sick, my youngest daughter with a pretty bad strep throat infection. And um, she is really, really chill. So we didn't really understand that anything was wrong because she's fine until she's not. <laughs> and then we would just ask for like ice water one day and we're like, okay, that's fine. But then it just, by the time we realized how bad it was, it was bad. Anyway, all this to say, she's been waking up in pain, which is sad. And mm what is so funny is a lot of my clients talk about this before I went to bed, I was starting to feel really anxious about what the night was going to be. And then, how many times am I going to be up? What is tomorrow going to look like? Um, you know, how am I going to get through my day? Because I basically spent the weekend, you know, providing medication comfort. Um, and then by Monday I still had my life to do, but everything felt harder. Like I, I have a big day today and I was like, what am I going to wear? how am I going to get dressed tomorrow? <laughs> like yeah. these are questions I literally wrote in my calendar today, get dressed at this time in case I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> I love those. That's me on the other end, right? Like I, I can't, that's not a normal way to go through life. Um, and that, you know, the nighttime scaries before you go to bed. Um, can result in some lack of sleep for mom, right? Like trouble falling asleep at the time she should fall asleep. Like when people tell you sleep when the baby sleeps, it's like, thank you so much for that information. But my baby sleeps 20 minutes at a time. um, (laughs) And I'm not getting any sleep that way. So I- That was the worst possible thing that I just kept hearing and I couldn't hear it one more time. (laughs) I know. And I mean- there is truth to it. Like I think in the early days, you can probably get away with that. But then, like past maybe one or two months, it's really hard to sleep when the baby sleeps mm. unless you have full time help, right? Mm-hmm. And and like you said, we don't live in our in our communal societies anymore. It's mm-hmm. like the we have this maternity leave, and this maternity leave has somehow. I think transform from you have this time to take care of your baby and yourself to, well, you're home. So here's all the things that you do, right? Mm -hmm. You know, start a new business, uh, renovate your home, do all these things because now you have time off. But I use air quotes. uh, There's no time off. There's zero time off.
1: (laughs) Sorry. Yeah, go ahead. No, no, no. Go, you go ahead. I have a funny story about that. When I was pregnant, I was like, um, so I'm going to have all these months off and I'm super excited about all this time I'm going to have. And babies sleep most of the time. So what are these, what what kind of hobbies can I start? You know, and I was thinking maybe I'll learn guitar, maybe. And I was literally like 100% thinking about all these things I'm going to be able to do. And then I actually had the baby and I laughed so hard at myself because there's no time. and my baby was not sleeping. I mean, um, when he did start sleeping, I do have to say I started to sleep when the baby sleeps, because by that point, I was so exhausted that I just let go of everything else. I had to do all other responsibilities, and I took the opportunity to to sleep. Um, wow. But once I kind of got that sleep debt back, and, and um, I felt better, I, I was able to do a lot more with my time. Um, wow. But yeah, before that point, it was just so funny how I thought I would be able to accomplish all these new things. But No.
0: (laughs) I was talking about this with um, a friend of ours who just had a baby and their first time parents. And she was just telling me, I feel really guilty because I don't know why it's so hard for me to get out and walk the dog. And I was like, huh. And it was just it was such a memory trigger for me because I remember um, we canceled our dog walking because I was like, oh, I'll be home. I'll just walk the dog every day. And then my husband would come home and be like, has the dog had a walk today? And I'm like, I have, I can't get out of the house. And then it's like, what are, what are you doing? It's like, I don't know, but I can't get out of the house. I'm still not dressed. I, I'm doing things. I'm, I'm breastfeeding. I'm, you know, making sure the baby falls asleep. I'm making food for me. It's just, you can't quite put your finger on what it is, but there is something going on. (laughs) Exactly <laughs> and it doesn't, it's so hard to describe. Exactly. So, uh, you know, given your experience, uh, you know, working with postpartum um, women, I would love if you have a few tips or strategies, like real, like do this, you know, two mm-hmm. or three things that moms can do just to kind of change. And, you know, in my personal experience and what I've read they, these don't have to be huge changes to make a big difference. Like small, little changes can be pretty significant in in changing a lot for you. So what are some of the things that work for your clients in the past? Okay. So um, one of the things that I um,
1: always tell, because you were talking before about nighttime coming and then there's all this anxiety about how the night is going to go and how yeah. the next day is going to go if the night doesn't go well. And this whole anxiety prevents sleep, even if your baby will end up sleeping at the end mm-hmm. of the day because you were stressing so much about how the night will go, that might ruin your own sleep as well. So yeah. um, one of the things I always like to tell clients who have babies and who are um, – well, this wasn't in my experience at the hospital because that was really immediate, you know, right as soon yeah. as they gave birth for a few days, I didn't have the chance to work with them after. But, um, right. Any clients I worked with uh, while I was uh, with Child Protective Services, any moms who had young children or babies and were stressed out about how they're going to accomplish all the things they had to do the next day, um, I would just tell them to, first of all, just try and be positive about how your night will go, which is super hard to do, Um, but to try and have a positive outlook and to tell yourself that even if you don't sleep, as long as you're lying down, resting yourself and your bones and just... Let go yeah. of your ha- your arms and your heaviness and just lie there. Um, you're still resting. And hopefully, yeah. you know, even if you don't end up actually sleeping, that's still going to help restore you in some way. And so your your next day will be okay and you'll be fine and things will get better with time. Um, yeah. So that's one thing I like to do because I fi- I find that when you're in bed and you're not able to sleep and you're just obsessing over um, you know, when is the baby going to wake up? Should I even sleep now? I'm only going to have 20 minutes and it just hypes you up so much more that you don't end up resting at all. So just to kind of have yeah. that relaxing thought that, you know what, I'm lying down and I'm relaxing right now. So that's, that's fine for now. Um, yeah. so that's one thing. I love um, that. And that's yeah. true. Yeah. And so- I, I <laughs>
0: sorry, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Oh, I was just I, I was just gonna say I found myself telling myself that this morning because I was up with my daughter. She was up a little bit early and I was like, Oh, it's five o'clock and I know I'm not gonna be able to fall asleep, but I know lying here is doing something. I'm exactly. not up there you go. You know, myself.
1: Yeah, good for you. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, um, the second thing uh, is also to remind yourself that every every challenge in life, every um, obstacle, every um, anything that you're gonna go through that's just that seems just an or is so terrible has kind of like the tippy top of how terrible it can be, you know. And so yeah. you could always tell yourself, right now, I'm in the acute, um, stage of what, what I'm going through, but nothing yeah. stays acute forever. So I'm not going to stay at the tippy top of horribleness forever and ever. Um, yeah. you know, there is, it, it is going to just slowly but surely go, um, back to, I'm not going to say normal, but just slowly but surely get better and better with time. Um, yeah. and that really also relieves so much of the, um, uh, so much of the stress about the future and just fear because you just are able to imagine a future where things are better and where you're not just going to be stuck where you are right now forever yeah oh um, I really a very love- common thing
0: yeah that's a really great comment and I I love that like this is this is just what it is right now this is yeah. it is what it is right now and it will always get better I exactly. really really love it Uh, And nothing is exactly like nothing is that painful for that long. They're they're, the good doesn't last forever, and neither does the bad. (laughs) That's exactly it. That's exactly it. Yeah. Um, Well, uh, Alexia, where can people find you? You have a pretty awesome Instagram account, kind of giving this information and support to moms every day. Do you mind sharing that with everyone? I'm going to share that as well.
1: Yeah. Thank you. So, uh, my Instagram account is being Maman. Uh, my last name is actually Maman, which is the same spelling as Maman, which is mom in French. Um, so, I, I was kind it. of teased about that my entire life. And now I was like, you know what? I'm going to use this for the good. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> I remember I telling that. my parents, could we add an E at the end of our name so people know my last name isn't mom? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Um, so my account is just about, I just wanted to, after I had my son a few months after, even right away, I was telling myself, there was so much that I'm going through right now. And I was doing so much research about what's normal, what's not normal, um, during my pregnancy as well. And I wanted to be able to share that with people so much because I know that I had a lot to talk about and I know that everyone else has a lot to talk about too. I was reaching out to friends and everyone has things to, um, advice to, to share and, just just being there with other moms is without saying anything at all is also so supportive so i started this account in in that um like mindset i guess and so um i reach out to to my followers for advice and they reach out to me and i love that system um because i feel like we all have something to give one another and uh, yeah, so I, I actually get a lot of questions about, about the sleep tra- training and about my experience. Um, and I always share that, you know, call baby's best sleep, call Amanda. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, thank you for that. Thank you. And I, you're doing a great job. I, I love watching your stories. You're, mm-hmm. uh, you're an open book and you're really supportive and non judgmental. And uh, that's, that's just my style.
1: Yeah. Well, so thank I,
0: you.
1: I, I find, Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. No, I was just gonna say I find that there's so much out there that adds to the pressure of being a mom. Yeah. Um, yeah. We see all these things and and people doing all these activities with their kids and all these um, specialized things. I don't know how to. I, anyways, I'm like using weird words, but you know what I mean. You see all these perfect yeah. lives and all the people who have time to do so much, so many things. Um, yeah. But I don't believe that it, that's a portrayal really of reality unless, like you said, you have full time help. So yeah, yeah I think that's just a a shout out to all the moms out there and and an advice also to everyone to just be real with other mm-hmm. mom friends so that they don't feel alone because we're oh, all going yeah. through the same thing. At the end of the day, and definitely, um, you had asked me for three recommendations i would have given and so my last one is to please get help please call amanda if you feel like you need sleep and i always tell um people as well if they ask me about it that the discovery call is is you're not committing to anything you're just calling to find out and you never know you'll you'll talk about it if it's not for you it's not for you but at least you took a little step towards um getting the help that you need
0: yeah and I'm not really a pushy or salesy person, no, and especially awful. for as sensitive as this, I don't really I don't really love convincing people that they need to do it. You need to call me and be 100% on board. So I'm, if you book a call with me, it's just about literally discovering what it is, answering some questions. Yeah. Um, and, then, and then you take the lead. You take the, the reins from there.
1: Exactly. My life has changed so much for the better since then. It's,
0: it's just wow. (laughs) So thank you. (laughs) I'm so glad. Thank you. Well, thank you, Alexia. You have been a pleasure to speak with and we will talk so much for having me. No problem. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of Slumber Party. If you're ready to help your little one get the sleep that they need and get your nights back while you're at it, Make sure to check out Amanda's signature DIY sleep training courses or work with her directly. For more details, head over to babiesbestsleep.com. Don't forget to hit subscribe, like, and review. Happy sleeping, everyone.